Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm your co host, Stephen Jackson, and I'm delighted and honoured to be joined, no pun intended, honoured to be joined by one half of the current Smash Tag Team Wrestling Champions and Canadian hero in my eyes, Tyson Jukes. So how are you doing, Tyson? What's up, man? It's good to be with you here. That's hell of an intro. Thank you very much, by the way. Oh, no, you're welcome. No, the, the pleasure's all mine. And, you know, I've been a huge fan of your work within the independent scene for and, you know, the national scene for so long. And, you know, Ring of Honor was one of the places where I first saw your work. So it would it's an honor for me to be able to talk to you firsthand about your time in the company. So thank you for allowing me to interview you. Well, thank you. Like I, I must say, like when you asked me to do the interview and you were saying like it was the Ring of Honor review and then it was more about my time there. I thought, wow, what a what a great thing to focus on, because I really uh, it doesn't get focused on a lot. A lot of people like to focus on my other my WWE stuff and like. I, I got to admit, like, ROH was one of those things that was one of my favorite things to do. It was, like, one of my, um, like, in the in the span of my career, being a part of that company with the, the amount of talent that was in that company at the time is probably some of my favorite stuff that I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the matches you had um, in the company, which I'll, I've got some of the questions about those uh, to come come on to later on. So... One of the first questions I have is, before you did wrestle for Ring of Honor, had you followed the company sort of through either videos or through sort of other um, members of the wrestling scene, kind of you heard firsthand about the company, and had you tried to approach the company before you got the shot in 2009? See, that's that's a great question, because a lot of people will think along the lines of now, where you just go online and you go on YouTube and you find stuff. And back, uh, like back earlier on, there was no there was no real way of seeing what was going on. So I'm a kid. I grew up and broke in this business in the '90s. Like I started in the '90s, the late '90s, mind you, but still in the '90s. So uh, internet was just starting to become a thing uh, as I finished high school and yeah. then went on to wrestle. Um, so I heard uh, of ROH. And uh, guys like uh, Brian Danielson and this Roderick Strong guy and the, yeah. uh, the Wolves and like all these guys, I only heard of them through other independents. So like I work primarily in Canada and then guys were always talking like, oh, Tyson, you're like you, you're a real technical wrestler. What do you think of Brian Danielson? And I'm like, uh, every once in a while, I'd get a, uh, a whiff of this name. And and then it was one of those things is like curious like who what is this like company that everybody's talking about and yeah. Samoa Joe was the dude that really put it on the map for me is was it was uh Samoa Joe and Nigel McGuinness and that's the first match that yeah. I saw I saw a tape of uh and I love the the way they used to do it you know when it was uh 
like a very pure wrestling and then they only hit three right yeah. rope breaks and stuff like that yeah and i watched that match and it was like oh i like this is this is better than i thought i was going to see another <laughs> independent from the states but this is good stuff yeah that's uh that yeah. was my as my first real introduction was uh joe and mcginnis uh working each other and it was great yeah um me and oliver actually for the review um recently reviewed that particular match uh, it was the first throwback match we reviewed was nigel mcginnis versus samoa joe for the pure championship and that again is just one of those matches which is so well wrestled and it's the psychology is unbelievable and nigel and, and joe's chemistry was just on point and you know, if there was a match which was going to get you invested in the company, it would definitely be be that one, I think. You know, I don't know how it couldn't get you pumped to want to work there. Um, so, yeah, the first, you actually debuted in Canada at Death Before Dishonor 7 in 2009. And you actually had a dark match. Your first match was against Rip Impact uh, in a dark yeah. match. Uh, what was what was that match like? I actually haven't seen this match because it um, wasn't available on DVD from what I remember. So what was what was that match like? Yeah, it was a straight up it was a straight up dark match, like a real dark match where they were just throwing two guys out there. Um, there was very uh, few people as as they were letting people in. We yeah. had to wrestle. So, like, I don't even think because that that Tim Reese, uh, Ted Reese Center was full to capacity when I worked. Yeah. The next day, like it was full. And I remember doing this dark match. And the the dark match only had uh, maybe 100, 200 people in it. So they were filling in as we were working, which is weird. What a weird concept, right? Like guys are like getting going like buying T-shirts while guys are wrestling in a weird <laughs> like you're like you're half moving in in the place. And like, I'm wrestling. I could give you as well wave. Hey, what's up, man? I'm like over here doing this thing. If you can pause for a minute on that T-shirt sale. Um <laughs> But it was uh, me and Rip Impact, and I, I always say, like, it's one of those things where um, it was an okay match. It was like, it was just, I didn't want to, I didn't, like, I've always gone into those kind of situations with any company where if I get a dark match or get a chance to do it, I want to give enough um, to show that I'm solid, but I don't want to throw everything out there. I don't want to yeah. be the guy that's trying to do 450s and i'm not a 450 guy anyways but i'm not going to go out there and do 450s and crazy stuff i just want to show that um if they are like smart to wrestling if they understand wrestling if they see my feet they see my technique then i can sell them on me so it was a solid it was an okay match it was good because i it had to be good because they told me to come back yeah. the next day um no. and they were excited about it and it was kevin steen who who got me actually on that thing i didn't call oh, wow. yeah that's that's one of those things that uh, big old kevin owens is the guy that uh helped me out in in the beginning because me and kev have a good rapport together we're uh good buddies and so i remember i was in a little town there was a little beach town i was there with my family and i got a call saying hey can you come down to toronto for like um you know, in a, like tomorrow, can you be there? I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I, I guess I could. I'm just with family. And that's all, it, that's all it took. He's like, just come down and just come see us. And uh, that turned into going down and getting a dark match and then leading to the next yeah. night. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the next night kind of was, 
um, a real sort of dream match in the sense that um, you actually um, faced Tyler Black, who at that point was one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in Ring of Honor, who was meant to face, um, from what I've read, was meant to face Nigel McGuinness, but he actually was badly injured. So you were sort of given the opportunity to to wrestle Tyler um, in Canada. Um, So what was it like wrestling Tyler in, you know, your home you know, country and in the Ted Reed Arena, like you said as well, because that, uh, looking at on screen, that arena and that atmosphere is always electric. But I mean, being in, being in the thick of it in the ring must be just a wonderful experience as well. Yeah, see, now I know uh, Black or Rollins. I knew him before, like we've done some <laughs> independent stuff together, um, like on in Canada and some in the States in Detroit and stuff. So when I had the chance to finally uh, do this one-off, one-on-one, we have a bit of chemistry, a little bit of rapport anyways. And uh, to me, Tyler Black was Tyler Black. I had no idea by this point how, how cemented he was, how much of a top guy he was with the company. So uh, when they told me I was working Tyler Black, I was like, no, okay, cool. That's great. I really like working him. <laughs> And they're like, no, you don't understand. Like, uh, he's the golden boy right now. He's the ace of the company. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Like, uh, it's great. Like, um, it was crappy's uh, scenario for like Nigel McGinnis, who uh, got a stinger from uh, Cradle Pile Driver from Jerry Lynn. Yeah, just a Mm -hmm. big dude, right? And a pile driver like that, you're and you land on your head a little bit. It's gonna, it's gonna do something. But yeah. he was all right. He was there the next day. He just wasn't, you know, just wanted to take it easy. And so, or, um, yeah, so me and Black got to got to do it. And I remember talking to Pierce, and Pierce was the one that called, uh, like messaged me and said, we really want you today. Come on down. We have something for you. Uh, and we don't want you to be a heel. Don't want you to be, like, you don't have to be a heel or a face. We just want to see how the people treat you because i'm usually a heel i'm usually the guy telling people shut yeah. up and they <laughs> said just just go in there and do your thing just wrestle just wrestle and uh uh get yourself over with just wrestling i'm like well that's that's perfect for me this is kind of like this is what i want in life is i don't want to be uh a circus clown i don't want to be uh one of these like odd people i just want to be able to show what i can do i'm very old school that way and it was yeah it, it really came together that was a great match i love that match yeah it was a great match um you know and it was great as well tyler at that point you know was so unbelievable in the ring and it, the chemistry you two had together in the ring when i saw it was just brilliant and i was i was always excited when you did come back to ring of honor because then back in you did return then in 2010 and you had a couple of matches you had a match against kenny king and then you had um you were part of a multi-man tag with former ring of honor world champion austin aries uh reptitis and as you just mentioned adam pierce um in you know and you were also tagging with uh jay briscoe um on your side of the of the uh match i mean that must have been fun as well being a multi-man match of all those ring of honor sort of legends by this point what was that like see that these are like you're totally uh, reminding me of this, uh, all the craziness that went on. So one back point in that, if you go back and you see that Tyler Black match, I actually separate my shoulder from uh, his Pele kick so that I hit the ropes and take the Pele kick and I go sideways. Oh. And I separate my shoulder 
And it's bad because there's another time you'll see it. If you watch it, if anybody watches it, I hit a DVD. So I'll hit my DVD and then I'll, he'll kick out and then I'll glance over at my shoulder and you'll see it. <laughs> and you'll also see when I do take that kick and I do kick out, I grab my wrist and I put my arm back yeah, in place. I remember that. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember it's that. It's crazy. Uh, like, and, and I remember coming to the back from that match and just going into uh, a different dressing room that nobody was in just to check my arm because the last thing I want to do is be a big baby and like look like I'm hurt. And so I faked it all day. I'm like, I faked. I would have faked it if they had me work the next night just so that I, I didn't look like I was brittle or broken all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I, it got me good. But yeah, anyways, that, that match was with Aries <laughs> and stuff. Dude, I totally forgot about that one. And I don't know why, because that was so much fun. And that was basically, it's the same scenario. as always being there in the right, uh, right place, right time. And they're always, they always, after that uh, Tyler Black match, they were going to have me back when they come to Toronto anyways. Yeah. But because um, Pierce and me, like uh, Pierce liked my stuff and I really enjoyed working there. Um, so when I got there that night, uh, I didn't know what the plan was, but like we had some guys with border issues that couldn't get across the border. So their whole card got flipped upside down. So they just, that was like maybe an hour before the show. They said, well, here we go, guys. We're just going to throw it like <laughs> 80 out there. Just go have at her. Um, and it was one of those days where uh, it was that match was just so much um, fun for me just to be in there with guys that I all I knew all these guys and just to be able yeah. to work uh, that crazy little bit of a like a good eight man tag because it's very it's not very often do you get to get in those matches and especially with yeah. such a wild array of dudes like they're just dudes. Uh, that are just span like there's tag team partners and briscoe is beside me and then <sighs> my god yeah it was just it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to do it yeah, yeah. and just and if you think about it now if you think back it's like you're right that those are legends like those are hall of fame roh guys every single yeah. one of them that should have like yeah you know what i mean for uh whatever it is whatever purpose <laughs> it is it was it was fantastic yeah um, that match was a ton of fun, um, and it was great again. Like I said, to see you come back to Ring of Honor at that point, and then um, you disappeared for a little bit. But then you did return uh, the latter part of 2010 and had two really strong matches against Eddie Edwards. The first was a singles match, and then the second match was part of a gauntlet at Death Before Dishonor 8 again in the Ted Reeve Arena um, in Canada. Um, those two matches stood out for me because at that point, again, looks like Tyler, Eddie was just really picking up speed, really finding his feet, and you two just had, again, such great chemistry. And, I mean, what was it like wrestling Eddie um, at that point? Was it was it fun again? Eddie's one of those guys who's a tremendous, tremendous, uh, tremendous guy, tremendous wrestler, uh, always comes prepared, like goes very hard, hits very hard. And uh, I, I like that. You know what I mean? I like that style. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we wrestled the first night in Buffalo and the next night I wrestled. Yeah, in that gauntlet. Um, and though, and I had that little bit of a hiatus because I was I was with uh, Impact. TNA Impact is why I was gone yeah. a little bit. Uh, 
And then I was from there to zero one from zero one. I went to ROH um, for a while. So lots of bouncing, lots of busy, busy, busy <laughs> times. Um, but uh, the those matches with Eddie are like two, like uh, two of my favorite matches, um, without a doubt, with the company, of course. But like just in like in my career, those are like two high point matches. I did, I've never wow. ever watched the Buffalo one, but I knew that it was the the ten minute TV title, and they they yeah. wanted a ten minute time limit. And uh, I had a I, he beat me by rolling me up and grabbed my tights at the lot like ninety nine minutes thirty some odd seconds. Yeah. And then the second night it was uh, Pierce had plans for me. So the plan was was actually to bring me in. So this is where it gets all messy. Like the like I said before, timing, wrestling and timing. Um, so they put me up on Eddie in the gauntlet. So me and Eddie first and then me and Sean after that. Um, so they put me over on Eddie. And then, of course, Sean Devari used the manager and cheated. So th- they kept me strong after that. Right. And the plan was yeah. is I was going to hunt down Eddie for that title and I was going to take his title. So the idea was bring me in. I would work with guys and I would beat them under 10 minutes, under 10 minutes, under 10 minutes and constantly call them out and eventually get to that point where I, the title would be switched. Um, That was kind of where they were thinking along the lines. And me and Pierce were were like really uh, like he really enjoyed my stuff. So it was looking really, really good. However, that's around the time that uh, Pierce went to uh, uh, he went to bat for the guys and said, "Hey, we need this. We need to give these guys more money. They need better travel arrangements because, like those guys, like you see, uh, like hardworking, maybe halfway to superstardom guys, but you're also yeah. not noticing that these guys like just bled for that company. Then yeah, they did yeah. they." Like you, you're sitting four guys in a hotel room, two guys on the floor. You know what I mean? These guys, that's, yeah. um, as, as much as people think they are superstars and then like, oh, they had it all the way. Like they had, they were taken care of. No, man, we, we were like on the road, paying for our own gas, getting to a venues, having uh, a hotel, but the hotel was, uh, jam packed four or five guys in there. It was yeah. like, you know what I mean? These guys are bleeding for yeah. the company. So Pierce wanted the guys to have more and get more. And in the, in the pro the problem was they weren't willing to give it. So his tenure was over with ROH. Uh, yeah. He went to bat for the rest of us. Yeah. And this, this poor old Canadian uh, <laughs> is not going to be used because then they have to start doing visas and stuff. So mm. that was my, that was my exodus from ROH. Yeah. Such a, such a shame it was such a shame um you know i actually didn't know that story and it would have been great at that point because you know it was then four years later when you returned to ring of honor um at raising the bar night one against mike bennett in uh in canada uh, not in canada sorry um milwaukee. I remember the venue off the top of my, milwaukee that's it yeah um so there are two questions so one question is what was it like facing mike bennett who was at that again coming up through the industry at that point to where, you know, he would go or go on to become. And secondly, this was after Ring of Honor had been purchased by Sinclair Broadcasting Group. So the company had been, you know, changed management. It had a different direction. 
what was it like coming back in after those several years from what it had been before? Did it feel different? Did it feel um, more organised? What was the backstage sort of like in that sense? You know what? It basically felt the same. Uh, if you didn't know that they were bought out, you would have thought it was the same company running the same way uh, with guys like, I believe Delirious was the, the guy in charge at the time. Yeah. Delirious was in charge. And then it was just like same group of talented dudes uh, from your Carinos to like your Roderick Strongs. All these guys were still there, still yeah, playing yeah. away at it. Um, and... Yeah, it was Jay Lethal was there. Like, there was a lot of great guys. And so it was one of those nights. It was the same. It was the same kind of vibe. It had the same kind of feel to it. I know that uh, a lot of people think that it would be a little bit different. It was basically just good old boys trying to trying to uh, <laughs> do good by wrestling and make a name yeah. for themselves. And Bennett was a great guy. And is still is a great guy. Just hardworking. Um uh, really trying to get, uh, like he trying to get himself over and he was getting over him and, uh, his wife were like at the time, his girlfriend were like coming up yeah. hot on the scene and they're just, they're good, good people. Like he wasn't, uh, Mike isn't a super technical wrestler. So I imagine in the back of his head, he like, he always thought he had to go hard, go hard, go hard. But like it was the character and the kind of a different vibe that they were trying to bring in and yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that like not every one of us has to be the same. And uh, I tried to focus on that with him in that match, that it was more character driven more so than me chain wrestling for 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Mike at that point really had a different style to what the traditional ring of honor wrestler had. And it was a lot more sure you know, showbiz, a lot more sort of entertainer-esque WWE style of, you know, a wrestler. And it really did, that contrast really did sort of, obviously now we've seen in WWE and things and how it did come to be. But it's interesting as well because, you know, that match was a great, con, uh, you know, clash of styles. And then the following night, you had, an, I believe, absolutely amazing match against fellow Canadian and future Ring of Honor World Champion Michael Elgin that was in Chicago Ridge um, in the um, in the Frontier Fieldhouse I mean you'd obviously wrestled previously from reading and seeing in Canada the two of you and on the independent scene what was it like wrestling in Ring of Honor in front of you know the big crowd of Canada sorry Chicago what was that like? Uh, it, it, to me, it was like a night off in a way, you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. ones where you're working hard and there's a lot, there's a lot, you're doing a lot. Like, uh, I, like I took a power bomb into those sharp ass rails. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, rails on the uh, outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I uh, think of that again and I'm like, mm, I second guess <laughs> that one. But um, me and uh, Mike had ha have had a bunch of matches, and uh, he credits me a lot to training him. Like, I'm not his uh, formal uh, trainer completely, but I, I, he had, does give me a lot of the credit because I did work extensively with him once he started going, once he started progressing in yeah. the business, giving him, uh, 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 like, his clarity and his focus uh, to where he is now, right? And yeah. You know, Mike is Mike. He's just done his thing. 
Um, but for me on that night, that was Chicago's awesome. And I love yeah. working in Chicago. I used to work there all the time. So being there was excellent. Uh, the response for me at first is kind of like a classic uh, Chicago town. We're like, who the hell is this guy? And then by the end of it, at least at the end of it, they're like, oh, that was pretty good. I guess he's all right. You know, um, so at least they admit it. At least they know at the end of it that they'll appreciate if you give it to them. Um, and uh, it was just a night, uh, basically a night off. And I do believe that was supposed to be Jimmy Jacobs spot again. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, Jimmy was hurt that and couldn't do it. Couldn't do the show that day. And so it's one of those things, the right place, right time. And I wasn't uh, scheduled to be on that show. And I just, yeah. uh, I was scheduled to be there. I mean, but I wasn't scheduled to, I didn't know what I was supposed yeah. to be doing. So it yeah. turned out really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a, that was an awesome match to watch at home. You know, I thought it was awesome. And again, my, my looking at that point was again, on the up to being what it would become in the industry. Um, and the match you had together was, you know, great chemistry and great to see two Canadian, you know, wrestlers who were proud of the Canadian heritage in Ring of Honor as well, because, you know, um, it's always great to see, because Ring of Honor, this is the next question, is Ring of Honor has always prided itself on being a company which has celebrated wrestling all over the world. You know, we spoke about Nigel from here in the UK, we've spoken about yourself being a Canadian um, we've had guys from Mexico, like now I've got Bandido and there's Rush, Rush. Um, and one of the matches you did have uh, later in the year was against uh, was against Evil, who at that point was his real name, which is Takaki Wanatab- sorry, Watanabe. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. That's it. <laughs> um, so what was it like? Yeah, you see, I can pronounce the Japanese names at least. The Mexican names sometimes get me lost, but I can pronounce the Japanese names. But... What was it like wrestling, uh, I say evil, just because it's easier, evil at that point when he was, again, he'd come on the exodus to, you know, the USA to gain experience, to gain the industry knowledge and things. What was that like? Oh, man, I'm telling you, like, uh, well, Wananabe or evil, yeah, as he's now, now, it's just his <laughs> character now is great. Um, yeah. Just, he, he's, uh, like, I love uh, the Japanese style. I'm very, very... Um, uh, all Japan. I'm very influenced by '90s All Japan. So, like mm. your Kabashi, Masawa, the the pillars, right? The pillars. Yeah, pillars of heaven. I'm a huge fan of the four of them. Like all of them. Like a lot of people, like oh, Tawei. No, Tawei was the man. <laughs> he was the friggin' man. Um, so Do you I have a favorite I, match of them. Oh. Just before we carry on. <laughs> what? What's that? My favorite match. Do you have a, fa- a favorite match of the pillars? Oh my God! Um, I just finished. Now I just finished watching uh, Misawa versus Kawada from '98, and oh, that's yeah. the one uh, Kawada did two power bombs in a row and finished him with a second power bomb. Um, yeah. I, I, and here I was just talking to my son about this the other day because I'm trying to get him to focus because he's a big guy to focus on Tawei style like. Uh, you know, where he just grabs the guy by the throat and just slams yeah. him down, like hit yeah. him in the face, and he'll just slam, throw, like, like just goozle you and throw you. And yeah. I'm trying to get him <laughs> to work like that big style, which is great. Um, and then I told him the other day, I'm like, I always, I'm always going to be a Kabashi. I love Kabashi, but like lately, I've been such a Kawada guy. Like, I've been yeah. watching 
the more stuff I watch of Kawada, the more I appreciate uh, all his stuff. Um, because everybody's going to be the Misawa and the Kabashi. Uh, I, I just, I'll just flip back and forth. I'll just go through <laughs> all their stuff all the time. So, uh, being so heavily Japanese influenced, um, getting to work at uh, a guy, a young guy like uh, Watanabe um, in a singles match is great because I, I like yeah. his style. I love that work. But it's also that young boy simple simplistic style where he's super thick uh, uh like just they don't care about abs they just want good size and like uh -huh. but they can still run a marathon do you know what i mean yeah. it's I the craziest uh craziest uh type like, of style um, where recently yeah because we were recently talking about um, in another podcast we were guests on um takeshi morishima in that he's a guy yes. who was an absolute monster, but he could move like Terry Gordy. He's the only man I've seen who works like Terry Gordy in that he just was able to just do this athletic stuff. What, you know, he was like a brick house, but he could just run, yes. he could play, he could do everything. And it's like the same thing with uh, Evil, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about that, the Japanese style where they give them the, the thicken up, but yet their stamina has to stay up there. Like, yeah. you're right, like Morishima, like he, like, un, like 30 minutes and still going at a cruiserweight pace is a very, very scary uh, undertaking if you're uh, across the ring from him. <laughs> and he's uh -huh. that big and he's not puffing. Ooh, buddy, <laughs> let me tell you, that's, that's work right there. That will scare, that'll put fear in a human being right there. Yeah. <laughs> But I love that. I love that about wrestling. I love that very um, that very sporty side of it and the very yeah. wrestling side of it. This where it comes from. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of it. So uh, I loved it. Love that match. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from looking, sadly, your last it was well today. Your last Ring of Honor match was against uh, Future NXT. Um, Superstar and world champion uh, Tommaso Ciampa in uh, Dearborn. And um, what was right. it like wrestling Tommaso Ciampa? Um, and again, could you see the potential in him and what he was going to go into becoming in what we've seen in WWE? The thing about it, I watched Ciampa work. Now, this is this is real talk. I'll give it to you. Like I've never given this to anybody. I watched Ciampa. Oh wow. Work maybe a year before that. I was on the road with Rhino a lot. Rhino was with ROH at the time, yeah. doing the scum thing, right? Mm -hmm. Scum yeah. life, yeah. And I remember watching Champa work. I forgot who he wrestled, but he wrestled in Baltimore, and it was like, oh my god, what is going on? Like what? <laughs> I just didn't understand. I didn't understand it. Like, I, and I, I would never bash anybody. I never bash anybody in this business because that's stupid. Um, but I didn't understand um, the drive, the push for uh, these guys. I didn't understand it. Uh -huh. And then I wrestled Champa uh, a year later. I believe it was a year later. Yeah. In I think it's Detroit, right? Detroit, Michigan. It was in Michigan. And that's that's a. That's a different. That's a different brother altogether. That dude, in a year's time, had come a full swing different. So I knew yeah. right then when I wrestled him, I'm like, this guy is the goods, and he's so young and so good right now. He's just going to get 
a thousand times better. And then he wrestled a bit for Smash, and we worked uh, with each other a little bit in Southern Illinois for other companies. Oh, and wow. you just, as I saw him come up, I'm like, the, the progression just got better and better yeah. and better. And then to the point where uh, watching him in NXT uh, become a full, full on, see the prime in him and see how good he is. I like it does not shock me at all. Like it's no, it's he's unbelievably talented and super solid. And uh, I I remember having a great match with him. And I remember on the Cruiserweight Classic we we talked with Champa because Champa's Champa gets like we'll get in there and once he feels it he goes hard and hits yeah. really hard. And there's mm-hmm. a moment in that ROH match where he actually like shoot headbutts me out of the blue, <laughs> just like boom. Hits me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just why? Why would you do that? And then uh, I remember, I forget, it was me and Gargano and a, another guy, and we're just teasing him at the classic. I'm like, oh yeah, Chompa over here, like getting, uh, yeah. getting ahead of himself and losing his mind. And then all he said is like, hey guys, how was that match? Was it any good? <laughs> were you happy with the match? I'm like, all right, shut up. <laughs> no, very good. Like a great dude, yeah. and just. An unbelievable worker and seeing uh, somebody progress and get better with time is uh, I, I love that more than seeing them go uh, and get and become successful is one thing because I know that they yeah. will. But to watch them not cool their jets and get better and better with time. And it gets me every time. Absolutely. Um, so one of the other main things I would, I would like to ask you about. Um, so that's the end of kind of the general, your ring of, sadly your ring of honor career at this moment in time is sort of- That's it. Non, that, that's it sadly. But have you any plans to go back to ring of honor in the future? Or another question I have is, as you are such a prolific trainer of so many great Canadian wrestlers, have you ever got plans for your, or do you, do you ever ask your students whether they'd be interested to go to Ring of Honor to much like Evil and those younger guys learn more about the industry and the style of the, you know, the company and things, what they, you know, the strong style-esque um, wrestling style of Ring of Honor, sorry. Have you ever sort of encouraged them to do that? Uh, I, uh, well, the first question I, I am, uh, I am trying to see right now cause Joe Henry's a, a good friend of mine and, uh, I'm trying to see if I can, uh, possibly go back once this pandemic is over, I'm working oh, my cool. way up. I'm trying to get back. Uh, I, Roosh is one of these guys that I, I like not many guys pique my interest for wanting to, uh, wrestle. Um, I just do my job and I just, I'm happy to do my job and I love wrestling and I'm not really, uh, hyper-focused on individuals, but he's one of those guys that I feel as though I really want to wrestle because I think I, I think our styles together would make for something. And I think the potential to do some really good stuff, um, with Roosh would be awesome. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So if it ever does Mm -hmm. come around, I like. I'm already planning uh, when I come back. Like I just changed up my gear. I went Kawada yellow. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm just gonna um, in my my golden years. I went with yellow, right? See these best years, best years coming up. And I uh, just been mentally preparing for what I want to do, how I want to do it. You know what I mean? So I'm ready to go. Yeah. When the when this is over, 
the it's going to be great. Secondly, um, my guys that I train now, um, I all I will have. Um, I have guys here. I'm I'm super tough. I'm, I'm I'm not one of these guys that just lets. Oh, you should be on a show. Let's get you on shows. Uh, I'm very very picky. I'm very very hard. Uh, none of my guys, to be honest with you, um, I've had a guy, a couple guys for a couple of years now, uh, in my opinion, are ROH ready because ROH yeah. is kind of those, one of those special places with me. Um, and even though it's been many years since I've been there and stuff like that, I still hold, uh, I, an insurmountable amount of respect and uh, pride in working there and being a part of yeah. that. And I want my guys to be. 110%. I have guys that are close to it, but I don't I don't want them out of shape at all. I want them to yeah. be able to think on the fly. I want them to be able to uh, be in a situation where I am where they just throw me in in different scenarios and never ever fluster. Like always give yeah. 100%. And so I have guys that are almost there and um I I would think that with time Cause I'm very picky. What, uh, like another maybe maybe a year or so, I'll yeah. see. There, there's some guys that uh, are going to come up in the independent scene right now that are going to be awesome. Yeah. And then a little bit more seasoning. Yeah, you'll see some good good talent. I'm hoping that they get their chances with those kind of companies. That has as did I. Um, yeah. That would make that would make for a happy life for me to see some guys yeah. do some really good things. Absolutely, and for me and all the rest of me, Oliver, and the rest of the Ring of Honor fans, and you know, it's great to hear that you're looking at coming back to Ring of Honor. You know, because as you said, Roosh is unbelievable. His brother Dragon Lee is on a different level. You know, Bandido, PCO, another fellow Canadian who's unbelievable character, Brody King. So many great talents there. You could have so many great matches with. Um, so that's really, really exciting, Tyson. And one last question, what has just come to me before we uh, wrap up is, have you any um, kind thoughts or any sort of um, nice memories of um, of Carrie Silkin? You know, the sort of, I call him the, you know, king of honour because of all he did for the company and does for the company. Any nice memories and thoughts on Kerry? Uh, thoughts, all kinds of good thoughts about Kerry. I'm, I'm a pro carry uh, through everything that uh, goes on in this wrestling business. I always uh, will respect and have like a real like soft place in my heart for that guy. I think he's yeah. just an awesome human being and he was so easy to talk to. One of the easiest going people, easiest people to talk to that I've ever had to talk to in this business. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good guys, but he's like top top guy top yeah. guy, top shelf guy um i just remember him coming up to me after my first uh uh show with uh, i did the dark match and then i did that match with black and i remember uh -huh. him uh after the two shows he come up and he says tyson um i you know what did you get paid i said no no carrie i didn't get paid he says um he said did you know how much you were getting i said well I, all I know, sir, it was it, it was just a voluntary thing. I just came down here because I really just wanted to be, uh, be a part of it and really experience it. And um, you know what I mean? I don't 
I'm not looking. I'm not making any money at this business right now, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And he reached in his own pocket. He did, he just reached in his pocket. Oh wow! And he and he gave me the old the old worker handshake, you know, where he has. Money. <laughs> it, it's just a great dude, eh? It's just one of those moments where it's like he could have gave me an envelope, but it was more personal this way. Uh, and he yeah. said, "Just hey, I just want to thank you. I I really appreciate you, and I appreciate your." Um, your work and I thought you did a marvelous job and that's it. That's what he left me with. Um, and it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, you can be, you can, you can, uh, it wasn't the money. It wasn't the money. It's not about the money. And I tell a lot of my guys this and I'll tell anybody out there that starts independent wrestling. Um, if you're going to gripe over 10 bucks in this business, if you're getting paid 20 and you want 30 and you're going to gripe over 10 bucks, uh, when you're starting out, you're losing money anyways. This whole business yeah. is built on uh, going further and trying to build stock and stuff. And the money comes with time. But it's not about that at the start. And it wasn't like that for ROH and me when I started those two matches. But yeah. uh, just for him to give that out and just uh, appreciate me and my work uh, just meant way more than all the money in the world right could have gave me two thousand dollars and i would have been that would have been more than the two thousand dollars so you know beautiful beautiful guy yeah wonderful man wonderful man i always love hearing nice i don't think i've heard anyone say anything negative about perry silkin it's a bit like bobby eaton that nobody has anything negative to say about him it's always nice to hear the nice stories about perry Hey, if they did, if they, if someone had something bad to say, I would, uh, there's a lineup of guys, including myself, that would like to talk to this person. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Man to man, you know? So, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, Tyson. You know, um, it's, I like said, I'm such a high, I respect your work so much. You're one of my favorite guys. You know, I love your work, everything you've done in the business, but you know, Ring of Honor for WWE, for TNA, for Smash, and then abroad, you know. So thank you so much for allowing me to interview you uh, this evening, for here for me this evening and for you this afternoon. And just if you have anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to share, social media handle, uh, sorry, social media handles, then just, uh, you know, fire away. Well, I, you know what? First of all, let me just say I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and the reminiscing uh, of you. going back. I never do it. I never, I never think in the past. So for you to bring this up and jog the old memory is, uh, is wonderful to be able to talk with you about it. So thank, oh, thank you for you. that. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. And Hey, and on social media, it's all easy. It's all, uh, under Tyson Dukes, D U X. Um, if you, there's my wrestling school, you'll find links everywhere. Cause that's how media works now. So you find me on either Instagram or Twitter, you're going to find my wrestling school. You're going to find my clothing line. You're going to find stuff. So just hit me up if you're and uh, my my stuff isn't set to private. So if anybody wants to chat or you know what I mean, wants to say, hey man, like uh, you know, ask me any questions about professional wrestling. I'm I'll, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, I'll uh, I'll always have an ear open. So if you're there and you say, hey man, what's it like or what can I do to improve? I'm there for you. So just hit me up. Definitely. No, that's that's wonderful, Tyson. And you'll be expecting several DMs from me about the four pillars now that we've had this conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Good to hear. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. 
So, um, so just to finish ourselves, uh, we are a proud partner of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling podcast. So you can find uh, our on uh, sorry on us on our website at bbgwrestling.com and our Twitter handle is at bbgwrestling. We're also a proud, proud partner of powerslam.tv. We offer over seven thousand hours of wrestling content from over one hundred and fifty promotions, including Canada, worldwide, and you can get a free month subscription on us using the code Broken Free. Um, I would also like to thank our partners at PW Ponderings, uh, ROH World, and Pro Wrestling Between the Sheets for sharing our po- um, press releases for the podcast. So thank you, Chris and Bob. And if you want to find the ROH Review, you can find us on Twitter at the ROH Review, on Facebook at the ROH Review 2019, as that was the year we were, uh, we were set up. On Instagram, you can find us at the ROH Review. On YouTube, we have to do Scott Hall's spooky fingers because we don't have the actual uh, URL yet, so we have to go like this, like Scott Hall <laughs> at the moment. And then finally, our outlook, if you have any comments, if you have any feedback, any questions, or if anyone would like to get involved in another interview, as Tyson has done this evening, you can get us at ROH, sorry, yeah, ROH Review at Outlook.com. So, after all of that, <laughs> thank you once again, Tyson. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, stay safe over there in Canada with the lockdown um, and it's been a wonderful thank you thank you sir we'll talk soon absolutely thank you Tyson